Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 970 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by Ben Funky Askren and back from his Albanian vacay, James Dean Raider. And it is, he's back just in time because college wrestling starts this week. Can you believe it? It's finally here. Our long, I felt like, I'll honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest. I feel like this was not the longest summer where I felt like I was, oh my gosh, can it be here? I think the I think the freestyle season was just keeping me in enough yeah. and was just spaced out perfectly that I was wasn't like, you know, thinking some really bad thoughts. <laughs> you know, it didn't get it didn't get too dark. And, you know, we had wrestle offs last week and that's like, you know, kind of college wrestling too. So it's really here. It's really this week. We have plenty to get to on the college wrestling front. Because we have some pretty notable wrestle off results, we've got the All Star Classic lineup. Got to talk about that because I know you guys have been wanting to know about that for a while. Little Iowa gambling update. Maybe tears. Maybe we push back ninety seven. No. Here's the thing. You've been. But here's the thing, Ben. What if we what? did it? What's the thing? If we oh. did it, if we did it after the season, we would know way, way more about. <laughs> it. That's what I accurate. think you're thinking at this point. Because people, people admire us for our accuracy. Right, and what better way to be accurate than to wait for the end of the year to really see how it plays out? So we're we're weighing that. We're weighing that. We're oh weighing that in real time. Gracious, Ben, what's up with you? Oh, uh, not much. I'm also excited for high school season. Uh, high school season. Why well, I'm excited for high school and college season. Uh, I think our fall stuff is over. We had uh, the big cheese event this weekend, and we had. Uh, preseason nationals we had a lot of people wrestling and then that's kind of it for us so now no tournaments the next two weekends and then our youth season doesn't really kick off um mid-december and we really only have one we don't do a lot of events early so um yeah a little break for us nice nice uh you uh you boys didn't happen to run any outlaws while you're up there in uh iowa did you uh i wasn't at iowa i did look at results um I did not notice any outlaws. Okay, well, that's probably why you had such a good performance, Ben. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we did, yeah, we did all right. We didn't do great, but uh, yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. why don't we? Where do we want to start? Wrestle offs, kind of where I'm, what I'm thinking about. I think wrestle offs. I want to ask you a question. I want because I was kind of thinking about this. Um, I think more and more. Because this was a thing all the way back when I was in college, but it, it, I think it's all the way full fledged now. Wrestle offs are a really bad way to determine the team. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the most fair because if one guy can beat the other guy, you put them out there and then you don't debate it. But I feel like less and less teams are actually determining their team via the wrestle offs when there is a close scenario. They're way, way, way more likely to consider open results in tournaments. I think what they they were starting to do that while I was in college, but I think it was very like controversial like people would get really mad if christian beat jd in a wrestle off but jd is the starter because he does better in tournaments yeah, what do you think crazy. about that i mean i think it's pretty 
much how every team looks at it. Like at this do, point, wrestle offs are a good thing to have for a couple Except of reasons. USA. For a couple <laughs> reasons, one, you've got <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was good, JD. That was good. Well, that know. was good. <laughs> no, that's, they're not on the same team, guys. Well, define a team. Well, thanks to say. He said team now, now they are. A lot of them are teammates. I think they're. I think it's a pretty different scenario. Yeah, I think collegiately, when you can, with no risk, send guys to a bunch of different tournaments and compare. It's, that's what it's all about. You're trying to start the guy who has the best chance of winning matches, and winning well, tournaments. Okay, well, theoretically. You could kind of force uh, a whole bunch of the Team USA guys to go somewhere, right? Or no? Um, I don't know if, if you, you could said theori- here are the here are the requirements. People wouldn't like it. And I, listen, I'm just spitballing here. I'm not saying this is this is off the top of my head because JD just you know said something that was funny and smart. Um, but theoretically, you could say a requirement of being on Team USA is that you attend X, Y, and Z tournaments, and so we have a great gauge on how you're going to do internationally. We could mm-hmm. do that, right? Theoretically, yes. I'd, I'd have no idea. I don't. That sounds pretty outside. How? But you could. It, you have you to could get, say if you well, don't no, do this many I, matches at these tournaments, then you're not eligible for the trials or whatever. Yeah, maybe you could do that. Um, anyway. Uh, I, I, don't, oh, okay. I don't. I don't think it makes. I mean, well, one, you, they, you can't just like make up a process. Like it, they have to get it approved and stuff. So I don't know if. You well, I understand. So we're just, you know sometimes I don't know if you know this, Christian. Sometimes we're the brains of these organizations. We spitball ideas on here, and then all of a sudden, magically, six months later, they change. And you, and listen, I don't want to be taking credit or nothing, but you know <laughs> sometimes we can have some influence. Sometimes yeah. they listen to us and they think. They got a point, and then yeah. they start looking into it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we need. I. I. I just don't want to re-kick up the process thing because I think it's just bad. And pointless. I love processes. And I think. Well, you are saying this is the better way to determine a college team. Yeah, I, th- I think collegiately you could enter guys in all these terms. It's it's different to, you know, take guys to well one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't think it makes as much sense. I think it's a little more simple. One, the guy that wins the match, 99.9% of the time, is the better option. Ooh, yes. I don't want to say that. Okay, listen, it's, it's a good, it's a high number, not 99. 99 is way too high. It's, I guarantee you. All right, out of, for, for 10 teams, 10 weights, there will be one time a guy wins a wrestle-off and is not the better option, I bet. Well, hold on, but okay, uh, but so... That would be 90%. Um, no, you, but you're saying with college teams, and the thing with college teams is, generally speaking, if there's two really uber-elite guys, um, one of them is either going to move a weight class, right? They're going to go up or down so they're not competing, or move to another team. So we're not having, like, the best first to best. And I think with Team Team America, I, I 99% is way too high. I, it's more than 50, for sure. But is it 80? Oh, I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I again, we're just gonna rehash the trials process, but there the I level. Don't know if you know this, people. The level like of rigor talk. involved with just making it to final X is insane. You have to have either won an okay. international tournament, or you need to win multiple. Uh, you need to win a lot of matches to get into final X against. Right. And Team USA is a very adequate 
proving ground now. Maybe it wasn't always, but now it is. So if you're able to navigate an open in a trials or metal at worlds, you've proven your your metal that you're you're not just a guy who can specifically beat a teammate and there's a difference between beating a teammate a guy you wrestle every day in the room and beating someone that even even the Penn State guys they're you know very limited and based on the interviews how much they're training together right yeah mm-hmm. so i don't think there's as much stock whereas in a on a college team they probably wrestle all, a whole lot more together and there's something uh like on a college team you are when you join a college team basically submitting yourself to that coach per se versus mm-hmm. it has to be more legally fair in a USA uh, yeah Olympic process yeah. yeah I mean candidly if if we had if we had gone by your y'all's idea we would have said well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just spitballing well, here. I'm, well, be trying to stick stuff to me I'm just saying hey let's you know, I, I'm getting up with my buddies in the morning. It's Monday morning. Let's just let's just brainstorm some ideas. That's all I'm saying. The the one example I can think of is Nick Suriano winning that tournament that had the uh, at the actual Olympic trials final in it, and he wasn't part of it. So we would have sent Suriano and not Gilman, who got bronze in 2021. Maybe Suriano would have got silver. Maybe he would have. Maybe he would have won it. Well, don't forget also, it's. When in these like college dress offs, it's not just a wrestle off or just uh, open results or dual results. It's a combination of everything. Yeah, that's taken into place yes. too. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's really, really rare. When you think college teams, if we can talk about that, I think it's super rare that teams aren't starting the best best option. And it's almost always the guy that would win the ranking match, anyways. But sometimes you get it every now and again. You get a Kassar Rashid situation a Clark Gilman situation yeah and it goes down the line a little bit but you see what I'm saying about it's not um it's it's more infrequent at the college level because people could either change weight classes and the college are close together and or change teams if it's like two really really elite guys who both don't wrestle a specific weight class yes okay cool uh our Missouri insider Ben who gives us no inside anything ever Bro, I was taking a dump. I saw this result. <laughs> well, that's, that's important detail. And I said, Keegan, what is going on right now? Does no one tell you anything, Ben? <laughs> no. Brock Mahler's going honestly, 157? Christian, I was so confused. I was so This is how confused I was. Mahler was 49 last year, and JQ's was 57. Mm-hmm. I literally was taking a dump, and I thought, oh, my gosh. Why did they wrestle JQ's? Well, did Cam Steed just not have anyone else to wrestle? I just like that was where my brain went. Like no one told me that Mahler wasn't wrestling forty nine, so I figured, oh, you know, because this has happened at other teams where they don't have, you know, an adequate wrestle off or someone's hurt or something to that effect, right? So like, well, we still want to get X guy a match, so we'll put one of the coaches out there against him. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but, but Mahler is happening. Well, and I, I I did a video about this. It's not out yet. Just about the freshman. And I remember the story I tell there, I'll tell it here, is like I'm at the coaches' convention and Coach Smith and Coach Maple are just get so cagey about 49 and 57 and Cam Steed. And uh, I didn't understand, I couldn't quite decipher what they're getting at. I, I took it as they thought Cam Steed was going to do really well this year. But I think they do. I mean, I think they do think that. And now, 
Well, um, this isn't a final wrestle off, but yeah, I mean, Brock Mahler's a guy. If you're they're not going to sit Mahler, he ate last year. Yeah, they're not sitting Mahler. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think it's. I think obviously it's unlikely. Um, but you know, Mahler is a three-time All-American. So when you're when your freshman's wrestling two to one against the three-time All-American, you're probably I don't know, you're probably pretty tough. Yeah. What? So who goes forty-nine now for the Missouri Tigers? I don't know. I talked you, to Keegan about it last. Uh, it was last night. I saw the or was it two nights ago. I don't know. It was recently. I, I, yeah. I didn't even ask that question. You're a wellspring of information, Ben. It's just it's overflowing. I can hardly consume all these little Listen, nuggets. You keep secrets from me. I tell you what I know. I just I'm sorry. I'm not digging into everyone's business. I just it's I not bit. Listen, you know I try to be a great friend, and that's it. You're not asking, you know, how much money they make. You're asking, hey, who's going to be on this team? No, I actually help this- them with that part because they want they want my <laughs> advice usually. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think you're getting in anyone's business. It's, it's a pretty obvious question. Who's going to be on your team this year, coach, coach, mentor, friend, confidant? Uh, so Just far. a couple chums talking wrestling. Right. I'll remember to ask about 149 next time. Yeah. I'd be curious to learn uh, anything else. Nothing really else stood out with the Missouri wrestle-offs. Everyone kind of where we thought they would be. I think uh, Clayton had a small injury. Otherwise, he's in the mix at 40, uh, 184 as well. That's right. Yeah, I'm curious if he can um, find his way in there. Was there? Yeah, because he's tough. He's had some big wins before. Was there anyone else that was... Uh, Keegan wasn't there. Else. You're right. So... Um, no Keegan, no. Ben, is, uh, <laughs> is his spot in Jeopardy. Not, might not be on the team. He might not be able to beat them dudes. <laughs> he, he wasn't kissing girls again, was he? <laughs> I mean, listen, he was in Wisconsin yesterday. I don't know what he was doing Saturday night. Like I said, I try to stay out of people's business. I mean, if I was a 22-year-old kid who won a world title, I'd be trying to kiss some girls. <laughs> I'm not judging. Are you guys judging? And if you are judging, you're liars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking what he was doing, and I went to something. If he wasn't wrestling, he was kissing a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, he was at he came to practice. They showed some moves. It was it was great. It was really awesome. Nice. Okay. He stole other... my No Mulvaney shirt though, because his bags got left in Germany, and so he's like, "Hey man, can you bring me something to wear?" And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." And I gave him the you know junkyard dog shirt, and then he just took it. Wow. I didn't realize till this morning. Too. I'm like, wait, he didn't give it back. Your bags are in Germany there? They just uh, came back yesterday. I hope Keegan... Oh, yours, yours got stolen too? Yeah. I want I want Keegan's uh, to get JD's clothes and him have to wear JD's shirts oh, for, that'd be for awesome. a month. That would be great. They would still probably oversize on Keegan. Yeah, they'd be big. <laughs> okay, uh, Iowa State had wrestle-offs as well. The big one there, Anthony Echemendia, who a lot of people didn't know was on Iowa State. He is. He was at Ohio State and not anymore. He beat Casey Swiderski four to three. Yes, and I, I didn't realize that Jamendi was back either. Who? When did this happen? He's been there for like a entire year, but he was, um, I don't think enrolled last year in school, just training RTC or whatever. But he looks good to go this year. So how could he be eligible if he didn't enroll in school? How? Or could maybe he, be he was. I don't know exactly okay. what his class situation was God. but he's been in Ames for like a year now did you watch this match Ben uh, I watched I watched the last little sequence of it and that's it did 
Did you think it was two or three? Sorry. I did Probably not. not. I didn't think so. So Anthony got an opening takedown pretty soon. In the first, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, first 30 seconds, left side single, good finish. Actually, it took him a while to finish. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. One takedown. Casey did not get give many chances. Echemendia, did he go under? Or did he yeah, just take, and he got out. Yeah, he got away. That's how he got his fourth point. And then Swiderski tried to run him down and really couldn't get And He was in deep late. So it's interesting for, for Iowa State because Swiderski does have a red shirt available and if he's not, you know, the guy. But Echemendia is one where you are going to need – he's a primary example. So you need another data point. You need lots of data <laughs> points because his mat – I mean, remember he went – it was like 0-0 or 1-0 going into the third against Jaden Ironman. He just took top and pinned him immediately. So not that Jaden Ironman didn't do that to lots of people, mm. but – there's, it was still, it stood out as a... Look as how much a, better Younger got. Yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, Matt Wrestling. He did. And now Echemendi's going to have to get a lot better as well. And we'll see where he's at with it. Uh, but if he can get off the bottom, he's going to be interesting guy, but he's going to be just primarily just a takedown guy. I don't think he's going to have a lot of turns from top, but he's a little Buzakis-ish where he, he likes to come around the body lock too. His lock his hands. He's real powerful. Deep so I don't know. Position. Echemendia could be an interesting guy. It's unfortunate uh, for them they can't use Casey in five events this year and still keep that red shirt. That is a silly rule. I I think they could allow that with, you know, it'd be great. Any red shirt. Any red shirt, yeah. If you have one, you can do the five without burning it. Because remember, guys, I don't see, um, uh, because I've had this conversation with a few other people. What is the a real issue with red? People seem to not like red shirting as much. And so, listen, I fully realize that kids are ready earlier. But like this situation, I don't understand why Sodersky can't just red shirt, spend a year getting better, wrestle in some opens, wrestle in some freestyle, and then come back the next year and be better than he was. What's for all we know that, it, yeah, for all we know that is the plan. But they just use okay. him in the wrestle offs. Well, remember too, they got Panera waiting with several That's, years of eligibility yeah. at one forty nine as well. Hopefully, but someone could move a weight class there also, and so yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's, I wasn't just talking. Maybe it sounded like I was talking about Swiderski. I was using him as an example, but I, like, I, I kind of feel like this a lot where people are just like not wanting to redshirt anymore at all. Like they want to get in the lineup as soon as they can. And I, I understand obviously when you're the best guy. Like yeah, if you got uh, like Grayson Clark just kicked butt at his wrestle off. Uh, he's the best guy by far. Why would you put him on the bench and redshirt him if he's the best guy? But if you're like not the best guy. You got a year? Just go use it. I agree. I think, yeah, I think we see a lot of that, too. Yeah. Um, Redding lost to Jacob Frost. who both The Frost brothers were on a rampage. They're tough. We had a Frost Frost Mm -hmm. warning in Ames. Killing all kinds of crops. Mm -hmm. Zach Redding Mm -hmm. and Garrett Grice, the latest Frost victims. What do we know about these Frost bros? Assuming they're brothers. Oh, well, I know I recognized him last year because one of my guys wrestled him a bunch, and I watched him, and I thought, man, he's got, this guy, specifically whoever the 41-pounder was, he's really tough, um, and he had some really good results last year. So I don't know any more about that than J.D., what do you got? They So they're originally from Louisiana, but they oh. moved into, uh, I believe, Des Moines. I think they went to Dowling Catholic for their last couple of years of high school. Well, they just beat two pretty tough guys. Grice was a transfer. Uh, Redding oh. was a pretty tough guy last year. 
and they look. Those are decisive victories, ten five and nine three respectively. No, they're tough. I think one or one of them won Fargo. Uh, one year. I, man, I feel like Iowa gets a lot of move-ins. Uh, people who want to go to college. Is there like some type of in-state tuition that people are doing that for? I don't know. I don't. I don't think these two moved in. I'm pretty sure, like, well before they okay. committed. I, I think they moved in as like sophomores. Um, hmm. So I think it was more of a committed to Iowa State after moving thing. But maybe yeah. I'm wrong on that. Uh, I could have my timelines mixed yeah. up. Other notable notables: Peyton Fenton beats Vinny Kilcary, and then Fenton lost to McCrone, who looks to be the guy. That's the guy Ohio State's been talking about primarily as their 25-pounder. Nick Buzakis in a 7-6 over Andre Gonzalez. Andre, that was a really competitive one. Were you surprised he was so competitive? I mean, Gonzalez has been a starter and he's tough, but um, what do you think? Andre's tough. I'm I'm not terribly surprised, uh, okay. honestly, because he would have felt a lot of Buzakis's positions and have experience there. Yeah, yeah. And now it's it's possible he just wouldn't be able to stop him regardless. But because Gonzalez is a guy. I'm surprised he didn't stay at 125. He's so big. I think he's just way yeah, too big. Yeah, I think really? he's just way too big. Well, that's, that's 125 is where he spent his first couple of years of college, but yeah. I was surprised to see he went up to challenge Buzakis instead of Macron. Probably speaks to both his size and Macron. Yeah. So but, I, I guess I was saying, really, I, I didn't really... I, I mean, I guess he looked big for 25, but when you said he looked... Uh, Christian said he looked way too big, um, and I maybe I didn't think that. I, I didn't. I don't think he. I didn't say he looks way, way too big. But that's what everyone was saying. It's just like oh, no. Like it. you talk to staff yeah. or whatever. They're like no, too big. Too big. Too big. And then eighty four is interesting, not because of the names I'm about to say, but because of the name. It sounds like is coming down to this weight class. Seth Shoemate did beat Ryder Rogatsky thirteen to eight. Two very familiar names. But it sounds like Hoffman is making his way down. From what? 197 to 184. Really? Correct. Interesting. Wait, yeah, so very interesting. 97 is Geog then? Mm-hmm. Geog. So are we saying this is Geog forcing Hoffman down, or is Hoffman uh, just, was he maybe not big for 97 the whole time and they had Romero down there, or what? I, I don't know, because you look at, I think maybe he just sees 184 and it's like, man, that's a weight. I can have success in. If you look at who's left there versus 197, maybe that's part of it. Maybe it is. It does feel a little bit like maybe it is a geog thing, but I don't know. What do you think, JD? You were there. Yeah, partially um, Hoffman being able to and seeing the opportunity at 194. And also, I think uh, Tom Ryan is very much a guy who let's get our best lineup out there. Mm -hmm. So I would think that they think that this is their best lineup. With Hoffman at 184, Geog at 97. Because if you'd asked me, I would have thought Geog might be the guy making his way down. But it appears. Yeah, did he wrestle 175 his senior in high school? Like, he must have grown a lot. He did. He did. Yeah, Yeah. and you're right. Because he beat Manny Rojas, was like his breakout kind of win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At 70 or 75, something like that. But yeah, I think he did get too big. That's and that's what Bader kept saying because he spent basically all last year with those guys. <laughs> Which, and, by the way, Young Bucks episode three. It's out. out. Sammy Sasso, check it out. I watched it yesterday with Caleb, and I think, I, I think that he just outgrew one ninety seven yeah. or one eighty four. 
so, but we'll see. I mean, Shoemaker is uh, is not a slouch there at one eighty four. That's for sure. Yeah. But it does make. I mean, Ohio State is pretty formidable. If if Hoffman's functional down at one eighty four, he was thirty five and ten at one eighty four in his career, but he spent most of his time at one ninety seven. Where are you smirking at, Ben? Uh, Keegan found I texted Keegan in the whole like an hour ago, and they, Keegan's texting back. He's claiming he thought it was clear that I was giving him the shirt, not just letting him wear the shirt. <laughs> he thought that was clear. It was un. un it didn't I don't need think said. It, I don't think it was very clear. I was kind of sad this morning that I lost my shirt. What do you think? I think he could give it back. I'm, I'm gonna go beat it out of him. <laughs> Can you still do that? Well, he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to fight yet, so or choke. So I think I got you know if I had to resort to dirty tactics, <laughs> okay, uh, we could resort to some dirty tactics. When's the last time you went live against Keegan? This summer. Oh yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> For who? I did. Uh, we both did okay. You both did okay. All right. Yeah. Finally got oh. some. He's finally got some juice, and he won't spill it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, I'm going there for Alumni Weekend. You know, uh, I know uh, our man Wick Jacoby said you weren't invited in Alumni Weekend, and that you in fact that just makes me want to go because there's nothing he can do about it. I could go and I'd be uh, welcomed with open arms. Yeah, we have our uh, we have our ignition trip where we have a lot of seventh eighth graders going down to the, you know, We're doing a clinic Saturday in uh, St. Louis, and then a clinic Sunday morning in Columbia, and watching the dual meet. Should be a great time. Indeed, Tom, who's the duel against? Uh, Arizona State, so it should be a pretty good match. That's a good one. Whoa. Good team. Team or Mahler will happen now. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Keegan will wrestle. I don't think they have a super strong 65. No. Uh, certain and, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Was close last year. Richie? How am I forgetting his name? He's really good. Yeah. Right? Okay. Really I remember match? them wrestling. Who do you wrestle? That? Scuffle? I remember because we lost like the no. first three matches CKLV. by one point. It was super annoying. Was it CKLV? Or, no, it was the dual meet. Okay. Yeah, he lost to Richie Figueroa 6-4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was right. Figueroa's going to be fun to watch this year. Parco's still there, but I don't know who we have at 49. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's, Klebov, Arizona, who's Arizona State have at 33 this year? Klebov. Klebov, yeah. That'd be tough. And Vasquez, 41, I'm assuming, or Isaguerra. Mm. He could, no. He could retro. Yeah, he could. Because he wrestled uh, after a couple I, matches. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> that was bad. Um, Iowa Media Day. Check it out. We got some stuff on the site. But more importantly, we heard from Coach Brands, who said that November 8th is like the day. It's the day that hopefully the Iowa gamblers will hear their fate and hopefully it is not uh, overly punitive I think regardless of how you feel about the Hawkeyes of which there are divided opinions you don't want to see these guys lose their lose their eligibility for a bad although, reason although some people would maybe be maybe celebrate it we got some rules guys I've been I've been you you're a rules guy I want everyone to be free from this scandal <laughs> everyone free them all yeah, I, I hope so too. Um, but let it never happen again. This is your first and final warning. <laughs> wow, now, so they will now what, what? Yeah, how do you think about that, Ben? It's got to be the. You know what? 
They need to. So I listen. I don't. Get it together. Debate the skin, but like they need to reform the college betting rules. Like the fact that college kids can't play an NCAA pool, and they would get in trouble if they put if someone if they posted online, "Hey, I'm playing in this NCAA uh, Final Four pick'em pool." They're gonna get in trouble. It's so dumb. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I get current. On. We'll stop. Now they do have a duel on November fourth, so those wrestlers will not be able to wrestle. At that against Cal Baptist upset alert, but do you see everyone's getting pumped? Uh, it, right for Thanksgiving, Iowa State is on uh, ESPN. ESPN so main be, channel. Man, that that tool is going to be so insane. If those guys are back, if if it's not, isn't it strongly in Iowa State's favor if they don't have any of those guys? Mm, I don't know any I of mean, the guys that we assume they have because now we only have. Brands and Assad have said it's them. Has anyone else said? No. Not publicly. Okay. But, the, so. but privately, it's sort of known. It, it would de- yeah. it would definitely uh, definitely make it. make things tougher. But you never know. Mm-hmm. Don't I wouldn't count out the Hawks even if they were missing a bunch of guys because they can get creative with their freshmen because they've got Gabe Arnold, they've got Ben Keeter. Um, you never know. But, yeah, that's going to be an insane, insane atmosphere. At Hilton, yeah, I kind of want to go, to be honest. It would be fun. be fun. But, yeah, November 8th, we'll hear about the Iowa Iowa Gamblers. That'll, that I mean, that that decision can tip the – Yeah, Iowa Gamblers. That sounds like, like a new sounds team like a semi, or something. A semi-pro football team. Yes, for real. I think that's the Barnstormers. I think that's the arena. That is, that yeah. was the arena, <laughs> league. arena team. Yeah, I think they should they should read they should change their name to the Gamblers. Okay, the football team, the Barnstormers, one ninety seven tiers. Finally, we'll do those, we'll do those finally, let's do it. <laughs> okay, tier one. This will be fun. Is is Aaron Brooks Tier One Island before even wrestling a match at this weight? Uh, yeah, I put yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. This man. Now listen, we we want to create islands and do all that, and I'm with it. Simultaneously, this man lost to Marcus Coleman last year, who we would certainly. If you lose, so if you lose, is, are they not? Are they still not in your tier if they beat you? Because that's highly dismissive, in my opinion. They're not. So you can beat someone in your Yeah, I don't know. How did, how did Aaron Brooks lose to Marcus Coleman? I don't you know. That was, uh, that was some of those trick one. moves or something right there. Because nobody picked Coleman to win NCAs after that. Zero wow. people. And 99% of the population still probably picked Brooks yeah. to win that weight at NCAs. Just like if he drops a match during the regular season this year, only one. Once you start losing like two, three, a little more. But it, Ooh, I don't know. So I so okay. I'll disagree with that. If someone beat him like uh, so, okay, Marcus like Coleman, the reason he won. And listen, this is a fair part of wrestling. But he put him on his back, right? Um, and if say uh, Rocky Elam went out there and you know took him down twice and got taken down once and won six to five, uh, yeah, there's a decent chance. Like it's not as uh, rare that that would happen again. It is Does funny if you lose to, say, somebody ranked... Like, if you're a number one guy and you re- lose to a guy ranked 15-plus, we are like, 
we'll throw that result out basically. But if you lose to like a guy ranked two through eight or ten, yeah, we actually factor that result in more. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, it also depends on what it looks like. But yeah, yes, I would put him on an island, Christian. But here's, I'll, I'll, I'll define this. I'll be clear. He's not way out there in, in the bay somewhere, right? He's on an island that's like right next to the land where, you know, maybe they're going to make a little land bridge. We don't know what they're going to do, right? He's they're like gonna, in a little they're Alcatraz. Fill in it. They're going to make, and they're going to connect to it. He's, he's a little Alcatraz. He's not Hawaii way down there. Yes. Just not Hawaii. Just, you know, like Alcatraz. a mile. Can, we can see San Francisco. Exactly. <laughs> okay, it's yeah. right there. Um. Okay. I, I mean, listen, I'm playing more devil's advocate than anything. I think he's one of the biggest favorites. Um, sorry, I'm removing this guy from the chat. Yeah, what is going on? This guy's spamming you, Christian. Not for long. <laughs> Boom. Wait, why Done. can I not hide user in this channel? All right. His message is Oh, there we go. Look now, so much better. Tier two, I think, is very large. Very large, yes. I, Man, this I, weight class is so good again. This weight, 187's been good for like three or four or five years now. It's crazy. It's, it's almost unfortunate, actually, that Aaron Brooks moved up because yeah, he's really running this weight. It's terrible. <laughs> but NCAs would be so much fun because there would legitimately be like, I don't know, eight guys who could come out on top. There was no final boss. Now there's a final boss yeah. to the weight. But that will kind of prevent the chaos. There can be chaos before, but... Yeah, last year going into 197, I mean, as great as Nino was all year long, no one was like, yeah. Nino, lock, lock it in. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, maybe. That way was a disaster. Yeah. Well, he was undefeated, right? Pretty sure. Undefeated national champ. Yeah, but I mean, like, you had like a, a, a NCAA finalist, Warner, was like a 14 or something. You know, it was crazy. Yes. Yeah. Well, the Big Tens made it crazy because um, Dean. Yeah. Well, Dean, what was he seated? He was a returning champ. Nine, right? Something. Eight, yeah, he nine? was the eight or nine. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was a that weight was a disaster. Uh, Nino yeah. brought stability. He's the man. Okay. So Aaron Brooks, tier one. I'm I'm with it. Tier two, Tanner Sloan. Steve Buchanan's interesting. I want to see. Don't forget That's, about Steven. I want to see him compete. I was kind of curious, why didn't he compete at all last year? Because I don't think he did anything, correct? He had a red shirt, and he was going through the transfer. Yeah, he was like between... Because remember, he started last year at Wyoming. Correct, but he wrestled zero match. Go scrap it up a little bit, you know? Go go in an open tournament here there. Mix it up with somebody. Yeah, he didn't He didn't do that. Uh, and so the thing I'll say about Stephen Buchanan, I'll remind you, this is a Wisconsin native, okay? He wrestled at Crash Train. He... Um, he got so much better. I remember watching him as a junior in high school at the junior duels, and he was not very good. And but, you know, he, he went out there and he wrestled really aggressively, made a lot of mistakes. And we went to college. I was shocked when he was an NCAA quarter, the freshman qualifier freshman year. I was like, oh my god, where did that come from? Like he wasn't very good. And this dude just kept getting better. So he went NCAA qualifier, eighth place, and then third place in his third year of college. So um, I don't know if he's kept on that trajectory. Um, he could be uh, a force this year. Yeah, he's he's kind of the one. He's of the matches you want to see Aaron Brooks have. It's it's the one yeah. for me that I'm most interested in. Yes. 
because I think he has some areas he can challenge. I think he's going to be a little tougher to get to, but Aaron's Aaron's special, right? He's one of the ones. He's going for his fourth, and we actually had a question about this, and I'll just kind of bring it in here because uh, it's related. Last year, everyone thought two four-time national champions was going to happen. Didn't happen. This year, everyone thinks Penn State will have two four-time national champs. I don't think it will happen. Which one is more likely to lose? This is from Craig Richards. A great one. I, I would say Brooks, just because of the composition of the weight class, um, he moves up. Uh, Rocky's tough. Uh, Stephen Buchanan's really tough. Uh, Tanner Sloan's good. Heidley, you know, has, has never beaten him, but is really good. Ferrari could maybe come back. Never know. Um, so I would say 197. Yeah, wrestling's wrestling's awesome in that way. It's like all it takes is one time, one match, one move, and you, you pull yes. the upset. Uh, and you think about, for, for Brooks, I, and I don't know if I agree with you, but I'll, I'll circle back to that. Okay. For Brooks, you think he's going to have a quarter against, if you just look at this 8-9, against a Jackson Smith or a Michael Beard. That's a really, really tough quarterfinal match, yes. you know. Those those guys are really tough. Uh, and then, you know, a, a Rocky or a Trent semi, and then Sloan, Buchanan, um, final. There's three really yeah. tough guys. And yes. things happen. He's tough to beat. Three-point takedown, I think he's even tougher to beat. Mm-hmm. He's so hard to, to score on. He's Can I say smart. one more thing about uh, Stephen Buchanan that just so we all have this clear in our brains is that uh, – you know, Brooks, one thing he does, he wears people out. Uh, Buchanan has been, had a great gas tank. Maybe it's because he was training at elevation before, but he has generally not worn out as matches have went on, and he's continued to wrestle really hard. So I think that's that's another kind of interesting wrinkle in a Brooks-Buchanan match. J.D. had something. He's smirking. A one Uh-oh, Mr. One. Fast Twitch. Oh, yeah. Returns at 197. Oh, yeah. And it's a little more interesting. What are we going to do with those Italian genetics in here? <laughs> Is he is he tier one, Ben? Ferrari? Yeah. Is he even? I mean, are we putting him in a tier? Is he in? Is he in college wrestling? Based on what you know about AJ, and if I said he was wrestling one ninety seven, where would you place him? Probably tier one, but the fact that we haven't seen him in, I mean, because I'm arguing that Buchanan's gonna be tough, but I'm also not arguing Buchanan tier one. Um, and Buchanan and, and Fur actually had a really good match the last time they both wrestled. So we haven't seen AJ wrestle a match since January of 2022. So we're talking 21 months. Mm-hmm. That's man. That's that's a really long time for me to say. Yeah, still tier one. I mean, yeah. There's part of me that says wants to say still tier one, but then part of me says, do we haven't seen him? I haven't seen him wrestle a match in 21 months. I don't know. And the thing is, like with Buchanan, okay, well, we know he's in a college room practicing every day. And has been in a college room. That's right. I know AJ's yeah. training his flexibility, but is he has he been training hard wrestling for the past almost two years? That, that I'm not 100% sure on. Yeah, I don't know. He's tier one, though, for sure, in my mind. If he, Regardless, so even if hold on, hold on, hold on. Even if he has so, because to what what JD just said there, that's important. Is like okay, so uh, when he wrestled that last match, he then got hurt, right? That was uh, twenty twenty two. He got in that car accident. He got hurt, and then almost immediately following that, before he even recovered to wrestle another match, he got in trouble. 
And so he hasn't been training at a high level in 21 months to our, to our knowledge. It, it maybe is, maybe not, but to our knowledge, he has not. That doesn't affect your thinking at all. Well, no, I think if he's on the mat, I'm, I'm expecting him to be AJ. Okay. That's my expectation. Until I see... Get proven otherwise. Until I don't see that, that's my expectation. Okay. Um, I mean, we haven't seen Buchanan in 19 months. Well, but no, no, no. But what the what he brought up about wrestling in a college room, mm-hmm. um, you know, we know Buchanan's been there the whole time, and he's been wrestling in a Division One college room. AJ, we're not certain on what his training circumstances are. I know he's been like training jujitsu. He was up in New York. I think he's been training MMA as well down in Florida. So I mean, he's still being active, working out, yeah. training martial arts, but. There's a difference between that and being in a in a college room. He's homies with George Masvidal. Uh, I know. We remember he almost got in that one uh, <laughs> that shouting match with oh, uh, yeah. Kevin Holland. I think maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm right. I'm right. Yes, you're, you um, are recalling correctly. Yeah. Was, so I'm I'm thinking that uh, there's definitely a chance that he's tier one, but I'm like, I mean, I don't know if he hasn't really been wrestling super hard for 21 months. Like, I don't know. I don't want to. I'd lean the other way. I'd lean that nah. If he if he hasn't been really super competitive and active, then maybe he's not tier one anymore. Yeah. Well, we'll see. He's got to come yeah. back first. Yes. Okay. Uh, the, to that question, I don't know that 197 is necessarily tougher. I mean, there's two other national champions in that weight class at 74, plus Chris Foca. Um, okay. But Carter hasn't lost. Since yeah. Kimmer, it's very good at winning. Yes, so <laughs> that's all things being equal. Or here's a question, Ben, smart yes. guy. All things being equal, who who would you say is more likely to win? Let's say both weight classes are equal composition, Carter and Aaron. Oh, exact equal composition. Uh Man, I because to me they they are about equal for their weight classes. Like I don't really feel like one is significantly better than the other one. Um, they're a little different in the way they wrestle, but that and that's that's why I'm picking Aaron is because his weight class is better. Um, and listen, Makai's good, but Makai won his national title in 2019, kind of a long time ago. Yeah, and Griffiths won his national title in 2020, also a long time yeah. ago. They uh, those two have not been the best versions of themselves. Um, and so that's kind of why it's like, for me, Carter's the, you know, kind of clear, clear one in those two weight classes. Um, if they were the same weight class, uh, well, let's, let's put it this way. They're the exact same size and they're wrestling each other. Who would I pick to win? I think I would pick Aaron, but I think it'd be boring. I think it'd be like an overtime or double overtime match. Yeah. I kind of agree with you, but for I also think for some reason, Carter is less likely to lose. Not against, not against wrestling each other, but yes, I think maybe it's just because of the, the Coleman loss, but in the fact that Carter hasn't lost in several years, but uh, I just, I feel more confident in Carter not losing, if that makes sense. Yeah. I honestly don't know the my opinion on this question. The Aaron Brooks, Marcus Coleman result is still, I mean, when you say it to me, I'm still like, Wait, 
And I also saw <laughs> and I also saw Aaron lose to Miles Amin. I know he did avenge it and win, but yeah. he's lost. That's yes. He has lost, yes. Yeah, Carter just doesn't ma- lose. Ma- master of tactics mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Master. Master. Well, I okay, in all fairness, uh Miles Amin is a world medalist. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Multiple times. Here. Yeah, Aaron has had one undefeated season, which was his sophomore year. Yep. That was the 2021 year, right? Where there was, yeah, where there was not a lot of it was he was 14 and 0. Right. And that was his first title. Who did he lose to? Oh yeah, the Amin loss, and then yeah, and Marcus. Marcus. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we tiered that one out, sort of. Um, but I do think that where does tier two stop? Here too. Beard, oh, I know. Beard, I know beard server. I'm, uh, whoa, you're going that far? Uh, yeah. I was going to go to Aldred. you got to put Cardenas in there. Man, and I think, yeah, I think Smith I think Smith is going to have a year. I think he's... Why do you think that? Because I thought he was really, really good last year. He's battling some ankle stuff for the better part of the year and was still really good. Um, I thought he's just a freak. I think he's got it all. And... I include Michael Beard in that tier yeah. because if you say Michael Beard is in the NCAA final opposite Aaron Brooks, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. Man, uh, okay, so I'm going to push back on Cardenas. Cardenas, he has one win over uh, Michael Beard, also a loss to him. Um, what's his next best win? Well, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm going to tell you his next best win is not really that good. Uh, it's probably... Uh, Andy Smith or Luke Luke Serber probably. Luke Serber is his next best win. He did not have that many good wins last year. Maybe it's just because I'm coming off of watching him compete at U23 Worlds, but I don't know. I think he's really good. Okay. Uh, so I think, like, I if you see the AA, I, uh, I'm not super surprised. I just don't feel like putting him in that tier two where Aldred had what two wins over Max Dean um, I know Aldred probably actually had maybe worse losses I might have to look it up for sure but uh, yeah I feel like he's he's a threat for tier two for sure actually you might have and, talked me into it a tier two of Sloan Buchanan, Elam Heidley Allred, Cardina Smith, Beard, another tier then you've got yes. Serber Hoffman Bachman, Paz the goat Nick Stemmett. Stouts. That's what I want. Goat two, Andy Smith. Goat yeah. two. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, you know what? Sometimes I, I think sometimes I forget Sloan is so good. Like he smashed Aldred twice. Um he beat up on Cardenas. Like, dude, he's uh like he shuts people down. You could you know what? Now that you're saying it. I almost want to go tier two stops with Trent. Yeah, that's and then what that, I was saying. And then that all red card. I could be okay with that, for sure. I think I think that might be the move. I think, I think yeah. we're getting a little ahead of our... I got ahead of myself. Now I'm getting caught up with myself. How low does it go after that? It goes to, so all red through Cerber? Uh, whew, do I put Cerber? Because Hoffman's out, Hoffman's out, right? Because he's going yeah. out of weight class. So then are you putting Bachman in that? No, no. It's Beard or it. The line is either Beard or Cerber. I think I include Cerber, mm-hmm. just because of the Elam win. Because that feels so. Let's, let's look see, it up. Him and they're really good wins. 
Um, Luke Serber. I think he's good, but I thought he had some pretty inconsistent results. He's well, 23 and 10 Venus, last year. Lost Truex, Sloan. He did have a Pence win and a Harvey win. Those are those are two solid wins. Uh, a couple Pence wins. Yeah, lost to Younger also. Eh. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting him outside him out. the beard zone. Sure. Personally. Yeah. Yeah, I could leave. I could leave Luke Serber out. So we'll go. I would go Aldred through Beard for tier three. And a lot of his losses were like not. He got killed. Like you need to be sort of in the mix. Like got killed yeah. by Cardenas. Kill I mean, eight two is a beatdown from Bernie. Twelve one by Sloan. Close loss to Warner. Seven zero Sloan. Boy, seven two to Younger. So he was just not. Sloan just shuts dudes out too. Sloan doesn't. Doesn't he know him have a point? Fourteen to nine to Tanner Harvey. Yeah, no, I don't think Beard had this kind of swings, yeah. and he Beard also beat him. Beard had five losses: Bernie, Bronigal, Cardenas, ten nine, uh, Truex again, Nino the champ. It's pretty good losses. Yeah, I stand by it. So that's tier two. Tier three starts or ends with Beard. IMO. Let's go to questions. Yes. Because we only have 10, 10, uh, 10 minutes. Uh, high schoolers having success at college opens. Good or bad for the sport? Asks Ashby Diaz. I don't know what I don't, would be bad. I, yeah, I, I think it's irrelevant to the to the sport. I don't I understand it like that. Why would it affect uh, the stature of the sport? I don't understand. Sometimes like when people say, Oh, that's bad for wrestling. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, why is it any effect at all? <laughs> the it's, only, it's kind of fun. The only thing I could think of maybe where he's going with this is, does it start setting a precedent where you have to compete more? You have to be on this level as a high school kid. You need to get your kid into these college opens and kind of start that mentality, which okay. then creeps down lower and lower um, age level-wise. Yeah. Huh. Instead of just like, uh, hey, be a high school kid, be good at high school wrestling, not. Yeah. But at the same time, I have a showcase in the argument that uh, I so I that is a logical extension of his question, JD. I think, uh, but you know, like an Aiden Declarex, I, I believe he's going to do some. Uh, you know what? I've actually been badgering him, to tell me which ones he's going to do, and he hasn't told me. So I'm, I'm wrestling with him today. I'll just, I'll hold him down until he tells me where he's going <laughs> to wrestle at, and then I'll bring it to your information on Thursday. Um. So, like, he's probably not going to have a, a ton of competitive matches this high school season, and so to challenge himself, he needs to probably wrestle some college opens, or like the Mirasolas, they're going to wrestle at the Bill Farrell, they're already signed up, and they're probably going to wrestle at the US Open, so they get some really good high-level matches, because there's just, not, there's just not a lot of guys that are that good in high school, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't see the issue at all. I think it's a good option for the elite of the elite high school kids. I still think there's a ton of high school wrestlers where it doesn't even make sense for them to enter college opens. It's kind of a ridiculous. Well, um, let me, can I push back one time on that? Sorry, okay. I should let you finish. Go ahead. Well, I get too I, excited sometimes. I think generally, I think we see, oh, the Jacks Force, the Lukes, et cetera. We see like five to 10 guys and think it's like a lot when in reality, it's a really small, small percentage of the high school wrestling field. And I I don't 
I don't see a ton of kids stopping competing in high school or wrestling for their team or moving because of the trend of a few of the best of the best doing this. I think we'll see more of the best of the best maybe deciding to do it or take year off, take a year off, which there's nothing you can even do about, um, than it being a trend that has a negative impact on wrestling or high school um, wrestling. Okay, so you know the thing I was saying is I, I, maybe this was Corona year. I don't remember exactly which year it was, but I know there's a, a few years back, um, and I don't really know why we haven't done this again. But Max took like twelve guys, and they were, so they're all like state champ caliber got type guys, right? To like a local D three open, and so for us, it's like okay, well if we're gonna go to Super Thirty Two. Every single guy on there is spending $6,800, right? They got a flight, hotel, rental car, all this stuff. Jeez. And if we're going to drive up to, I think it was UW Oshkosh, right? If we're going to drive up to UW Oshkosh, it's going to cost us $15 in gas money and a $30 entry fee. And we get some really, really high quality matches, you know? So, like, mm-hmm. that was kind of where it was for us. And so it's like, you know, you're not having to go wrestle a Midlands, but to wrestle a D3 Open for some of your, like, you know, high school senior studs is like that's you know that that's like a similar competition level to where they're at. So they get a bunch of matches for you know a really low cost. And that's I mean that's uh, there was that question um, a month or so ago about how does everyone need to be a millionaire to have their kid be a good wrestler or spend thirty thousand dollars a year or something? It's like no, just be resourceful. Like instead of going to traveling everywhere, like find competitions like that that are cheap and easy. Yeah. Unless you live in Texas, there's probably there's probably even a college open in Texas. JD's going to enter it. No. I wanted to say everywhere there's college opens. I mean, and for the majority of the country, that's probably true. Maybe maybe Texas is the one place where they're not. Yeah, I would bet there is none in Mississippi. <laughs> ben is once again a liar. Shut up, JD. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you're right, Ben. Um, I think that is that is a good option. I'm wondering how long these college opens are going to allow the high schoolers in, because that that's coaches the, don't want them. What it's like? Okay, a college open is run by a college wrestling coach. Why do they want high schoolers going to their event? Taking because it's not just them that it affects, but the other coaches are like, dude, I'm here to get college matches. If we beat this kid, it doesn't count. He can beat us. What's the benefit of these cool. college kid or these high schoolers entering? Aren't a lot of them, um, a lot of like the smaller colleges don't have that same rule. I mean, the D1, D1 people aren't going to as many opens because of the rule where the 15 only count, 15 matches only counting as D1 guys, right? So they're, that's why they're not going to as many opens. Uh, but for D2 and D3, I don't believe they have that rule. Well, I, meaning if you get a win over a high school kid, it doesn't count for anything. Probably doesn't even go on your record. Yeah, yeah uh, but part of going to opens is just getting better at wrestling. That's a bad mindset. Like, <laughs> but that, uh, you know, no, no, but I understand what you're saying. For, for Division One, the the 15 match minimum, it only counts against other Division One athletes, you know, Division One wrestlers. So mm-hmm. they need to be very, and that's why, like, they're doing the Tiger style invitational or these, uh, you know, Army's got one. They're doing these small college invitations yeah. where they're going to get four or five matches. That's why they're doing that and not going to opens as they would have 10 years ago. But for D2 and D3 schools, I don't believe they have that same thing. True. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting question. Let's see what other ones. 
<laughs> this one just cracked me up. I don't know if I love it or hate it. Would you guys still love the sport of wrestling if it didn't exist? That doesn't even make sense. Think about it, though. Yes, because wrestling is no. a thing also separate from a sport. Yeah. Which would be, it is undeniably fun. But if it existed, I mean, it's as simple as like, well, if I still loved it, then I would still do it. And if I still did it, I would probably convince some other people to do it. And if they did it, and then we had matches, then it would exist. So it can't not exist. Because if it didn't exist, then I wouldn't know what it is. So Ben would have invented the sport of wrestling had it not been. Reinvented. Reinvented. <laughs> no, it sounds like you're inventing it because in this scenario, it did, doesn't exist. So they're saying we're going back to the beginning, not we're just trying to erase it. From right yeah, now. I think he's so just I like, took it as like we're erasing it right now, but then I'm not going to forget about it, so I'm going to start doing it again. Oh, maybe that is what he meant. Yeah, that's what makes it a beautiful question. I took it as <laughs> if the sport did not exist, like it doesn't exist ever. That's but it. that's the thing. That, okay, listen, go watch some toddlers. JD doesn't know he's not kids. You do. Well, that's what, that's they just like grab what each saying. other and they want to wrestle. You don't know, JD. That's what I was kind of saying. I'm like, yeah. wrestling is fun. You can wrestle a bear. You cannot play basketball against a bear. That's, actually, I would cross up a bear. So <laughs> I don't know what you're Bears talking about. Bears wrestle each other. All kinds of animals. That's what I'm saying. Wrestling just, wrestling just is. It can't not exist. That's why I would still love it. Yeah. So Ben wouldn't love it, but we would. <laughs> We're the true diehards. Yes. Ben would try to box out a, a, a black bear. <laughs> what, I would what, love to wrestle bear. What high fun. schoolers do you want to see this year? College opens. Meyer and Jax were fun last year. Maybe we get Bassett. Sounds like we're going to get Bassett uh, now that he's yeah, bigger. Hope, hoping to see Lilladol as well. Uh, Meyer and Jax were fun last year. I mean, any of the highest ranked guys, I want to watch them. I'd like yeah. to see Angelo Ferrari because it's a very – he doesn't wrestle that all that much. But he lives in But the Texas. other thing too, Christian, here is uh, – if they're into some like uh, if Aiden Sinclair wrestles in the Stevens Point Open, like you're probably not that excited, you sure. know. You want to see him against like some good D1 guys to uh -huh. see where he stacks up, and I think that would be the same against these other people. And like Jack Force is able to get some of those matches, and I think Meyer was also right. That that's going to affect your opinion, isn't it? Yeah, who they wrestle ultimately yeah. is how you put stock in it. That's why. Matt Storniola should let the Mirasolas and Sinclair wrestle at Midlands. I don't know what he's why he's keeping them out. I don't know. Probably the whole D1 match thing. Yeah. It would be kind of awesome, that. though. I, I love the high school. That. You know, it, it's funny because years ago, you would the recruits were such a bigger mystery coming out. And then every now and again, you'd have a Logan Steber make the U.S. Open semis as like a 16-year-old yeah. and be like, holy crap, this guy's so legit. But... Apart from that, you didn't have a lot of examples of that. Now, more and more, between the homogenous nature of freestyle and now yep. uh, these opens, you really there's not a lot of surprises, um, and yet there still are because development still continues to happen. But um, the the great ones do sort of emerge there, and you kind of have an idea they're going to do well. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. All right, nine twenty nine. Can we get one more in? Got to get one more in. One more. We have to. Um, someone asking McGonagall or Crookham. I don't know. Uh, McGonagall did the wrestle-offs and Crookham didn't. So that's notable. Um, ben mentioned he doesn't recognize kids having achieved AA until high school. Wondering which tournament in high school he would consider that as true nationals and recognize his athlete as obtaining AA. Uh, yeah, so Fargo. we do. The ones we currently do 
Uh, we actually just took folks down nationals out because between that and these did it pre. I don't know why they did the age group and the showcase. It, anyways, we took that one off. Um, so right now, and we actually had initially we did not have Super Thirty Two because that was not a big thing in Wisconsin, but we did add it. So we have Super Thirty Two. Um, we have Fargo uh, freestyle specifically, uh, both age groups. The UWWs, uh, so seventeen U and twenty U freestyle. Um, is that it? I think that might be it. Is there anything else I missed that's really important? I don't think so. We're very we're very narrow on what we want um, and the ones we count because yes, there are they're kind of like a billion tournaments you could count if you really yeah. want to try to get as many A's as possible. But we are almost all freestyle. Narrow. What's up? They're almost all freestyle. All the national? Oh, all yeah. I mean, yeah, because. Super 32. Yeah, I mean, I, well, if you think about it, was uh, there's Super 32 is probably the pre, uh, premier folk style high school tournament, but there's in the spring there's not even one. Like there's nowhere yeah. where a bunch of the best guys show up in the spring. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Unfortunate. It is kind of a weird thing that the biggest. Well, it depends where you live because if you if you can go if your school can get into an Ironman or a Powerade yeah, Beast. It's one thing, but like, really, the the best proving grounds apart from Super Thirty Two are all are all freestyle related. Yeah, I think it just has to do with the fact that the high school seasons end at such different times. Like, mm-hmm. there's probably a four week span between the end of seasons, you know, and then between the last one and then the freestyle season, it's kind of close. So it's kind of like, dude, for our best guys who want to make a world team, like we got to get going. We can't mm-hmm. be training another month of folk style then we only have three weeks or two weeks to get ready for the you know uww u17 and u20s and those are honestly those might be the most important on the whole count right i mean between super 32 the uww events and then fargo those are the three most important events on our calendar so we gotta get ready for them very cool all right it's go time we're two over whoa i never noticed the little thing at the beginning of that song trumpet. All right, we're getting out of here. We're going to be back Thursday. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Lots of preview content, lots of Division One wrestling content on the site right now. And we'll officially be uh, wrestling season, college wrestling season when we return. And it'll Ooh, officially be, we will officially have our fantasy teams. Yes, we will. Did you oh, see that hit your calendar when you're on vacation? Yeah. Tomorrow. We need we need to tighten up with the rules, make sure we're all on the same page. All right. Yeah. Kinda, Let me some new rules. Um, well, well I, you're shared on that, Doc. So make your uh, opinions known, Ben. Okay, cool. All right, see you later, guys. See ya. Thank you, Tyler.